think they're in a good spot. I, I just think they're really a much better team than they were last week. And they didn't like, you know, destroy their farm system. You know, Kipperling got hurt, Jeffries is in there. So yeah, I, I think if you're an A's fan, like yeah, another bullpen arm if you want to, you know, have a complaint, but uh, sure. you know, it's the time for the dudes right. they have to just step it up, yeah. Hey everyone, welcome back to Straight A's. Today I'm joined by returning guest Alex Espinoza. We discuss the trade deadline madness and how the A season looks with their deadline acquisitions. With that, here's Alex. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Straight A's. I am joined by Alex Espinoza of the Ricky Henderson of uh, Pods and the like. Podcast, blogs, everything. Blog. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> everything you can think of is there. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Start up a YouTube. Check out our YouTube, you know. <laughs> YouTube classic. Oh, yeah. Um, thank you for joining. How are you? Thank you, Shane. I feel, I feel honored to be on again. Oh. Thank you so much. I mean, we got, so we got some stuff guest. to talk about. Yeah, repeat guest. I think this is like your second or third time? Third, yeah, second. Second third, time? Third record. Remember <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that one time? Yeah, Yeah, that one yeah. time when you, you freaked out. Yeah. yeah. But it's okay. Shit happens. Um, so <laughs> we have some t- stuff to talk about, namely the um, trade deadline, which has passed. And now that the dust has settled, and uh, I still feel like I don't really know where everyone's playing in the entire league. Like, I... I have like a general idea of who plays for what team, yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah. But uh, when I, I see it on TV, you're like, oh yeah, that guy's on that team. Yeah. Now. Like, oh, you're like, oh, okay, cool. Like I, yeah, it's like a whole new deal. And um, yeah, I, yeah. Besides the A's, yeah, I probably couldn't tell you, you know, what else is going on, you know. And and I know like you know, the Cubs got blown up, the Nationals got blown up, but yeah. The cl- the clubs, the Cubs getting blown up was very um, dramatic. It just, it just, it really. Dude, added. all three of those guys are, yeah, like yeah. all three, like Javi Baez and yeah, Rizzo and Chris. I saw Chris Bryant hit a dinger today for the Giants in his yeah. debut. But, yeah. But then I saw like Rizzo hit two homers in his his first two games. Yeah. And then like Rizzo, and then uh, you know. Baez yeah. hit a but, home run for the Mets. Yeah. So it's just like you know, it's just it's a little bit um, but they all look very um right on the teams that they are on like Rizzo being a Yankee just makes sense to me Baez being with the Mets just makes sense to me Chris Bryant being on the Giants makes sense to me it all it all makes sense Uh to me um what about what about the A's trades do those make sense to you yeah I I I really like what the A's did this year I think they improved themselves without really like detracting without subtracting too much you Mm -hmm. know um I mean who, who knows if Luzardo goes on to be super good um, you know, Greg Diekman, um, or Dykeman, I don't know. I Dykeman. think it's Dykeman, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dykeman. Um, I feel like he could be like, you know, what if he turns into like a Max Muncy and like in like seven years or whatever, he's like an all-star or something, I you know, know, like randomly for another team. Uh, but who knows? Um, and then, you know, I was just reading, you know, I'm not too informed on the minor leaguers, but I was reading Melissa Lockard's uh, tweets about it. And she was saying that it was a pretty decent haul, the, the three minor leaguers that, um, you know, they sent to the Nationals. and But, you know, only one of them is in the top 30. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. is like they just didn't give, a, give up too much, you know. Um, but, yeah, I like the guys. And I love Chafin. Chafin's just hilarious. That guy's, that guy's great. I hope he found a boat. Did he find a boat yet? I don't know. I, I, next time I see him, uh, I'll have to ask him about the boat. I might suggest – I mean, a boat on Jack London sounds like a good place to live. Maybe maybe he could go full clay and go to Rock <laughs> Sausalito or something like that and just sort of – 
live amongst the fish. In a, in a, in well, a I wonder life. if he's going to get sticker shock because he's from like rural Ohio yeah. <laughs> and then he's going to come out here and yeah. he's going to be like, what the houseboat costs this much? Like to rent? A month. <laughs> yeah, to rent? Like what? This isn't a mortgage? Like no, yeah. dude. It's, um, I mean, they all get sticker shock when they come here. And I think that uh, that's, that's like, that's a, and the, the California tax situation is also a consideration that I think has been discussed in other sports and baseball too. Yeah. And that's a big deal. Like when, when, a, when a player comes here, it's something that they have to consider that the teams have to consider in trades also is compensating. Or <laughs> it's like, for yeah, the you're tax so, difference. It, yeah. Yeah. It's like, especially like, a, actually Marte is a perfect example. He came from Florida to here yeah. and I don't think they have income tax in Florida. So no, it's like, it's just, oh yeah, by the way, your patient here, your salary is going to be reduced by 30% or something, yes. 40% or whatever. Yeah, you know? exactly. And they have to make it's up for that. Like, some, teams, some teams need to do something to make up for the, the difference in, in what they're making because of the tax, income tax. Um, yeah. But anyway, from a non-tax um, perspective, what do you, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could talk about Lazard a little later, but what do you think about, um, sort of the nature of what they did because they brought four players yeah. in that are set to uh be free agents generally in 2022 do you do you feel like this is sort of their way of saying and it's a very A's way of saying it because you know they're, they're not going for a big star that that sets everything over the top yeah. but do you think this is their way of saying this is it we're going all in I think so I mean this is as pretty much as I mean, I, I, when it comes to the trade deadline, my mind always goes to 2014. Um, but I thought, like, the difference this time, you know, like, these guys all kind of filled needs, um, and they didn't, like, disrupt anything in the process. You know, I think that's the biggest thing. Um, it, like, all these guys are going to plug in. Like, you know, you lose Aramis Garcia, Jacob Wilson, but you add, um, you know, Jan Gomes and, and Josh Harrison. Like, okay, that's, that's a massive upgrade right there. Um, yeah. I really like that. Um, I think Chafin, they definitely needed a southpaw. I think they needed one more bullpen arm, ideally. But also, they're probably just banking on J.B. Wendelkin will turn into J.B. Wendelkin or, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I also think Diekman needs to kind of, like, be less – like, he was so unhittable, and now he's hittable, so I don't know what happened. Yeah. Um, um, but I don't know. I, I think they did a really good job of, of filling – and Marte looks awesome. And he – like, I like the way – his energy, like he brings a whole new element that the A's didn't really have. So um, I think they did a really good job in, without giving up too much. But yeah, like you said, like I think they're going to yeah, go for it now. Um, like, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, none of these guys are going to be here next year probably. So, right. yeah. The, I mean, there's the short-term sort of, rentals. And, yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a different in to- difference in tone in the way that David Force was talking about the trades. And, and it wasn't that much different, but it was a little different where it was – of a little bit more of an open, open acknowledgement of we're not thinking about who's not here, who's not going to be here. We're thinking about right now. And that's always the case if you're buying, but it seemed a little bit more urgent in the way that he's explaining it. And I think that the Lazardo trade was a good example of that because yeah, for sure. um, that's just a very brutal gut punchy way of saying he's not going to, we don't, he's probably going to, he could be a very good pitcher yeah, he, I mean, Melvin was touting him as a front. Cy Young. Yeah. He could be yeah. a dude, and he just needed the time to learn how to pitch. And yeah. if you have the stuff that he has and you learn how to pitch, then it's game over. Like, he's going to be one of the best pitchers. But it was a little bit – I don't know if it's alarming, but it's just – I think it was telling that they said, we don't have the time to teach you how to pitch right now. We need to get someone yeah. that is going to help yeah. us right now. 
and yeah. it's that was getting Starling Marte. I mean, he's he and and I don't know if it was an exaggeration, but Forrest said that he was the best position player available, and I think that yeah, the, maybe that's in context of available to them, or I mean, yeah, like, yeah <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're saying like. Yeah, I'm trying to think who else like I'd trade. Like I don't know, Javi Baez would have been nice, you know. Yeah, I don't know, I'm like, like I mean, that. generally, <laughs> I I think Javi Baez is generally might be a better position player available. I don't know, maybe in context, yeah. it's we have to consider. But you know, you got to say context. that, you know. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. He, but he's, yeah, our guy was the best. Our guy was by yeah. far the best. Yeah, <laughs> numero uno on the list for everybody, and we got him. I like. I don't think that's yeah. true, but I think that he is a very valuable player, and and, and the game today. Mm-hmm. He showed that. He stole three bases. He reached base four times. It just – I think not to – He's hitting 300 in, yeah. in this year, which is, like, impossible to hit. And like, yeah. if you get a 300 hitter at the deadline, like, holy crap, that's he awesome. He already has yeah, the best average good. on the team. And it's yeah. – it's they got uh, they got three position players that are already – Dude, just, him, Gomes, and Harrison, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're already, probably, like, all, all the – yeah. Like, high up there. Like, yeah, totally. Uh, <laughs> and I, I also think the trade with Luzardo uh, was kind of like a vote of confidence to James Caprillion. Like, you know, they're probably, they, they were probably expecting Luzardo to do what Caprillion is doing now, honestly, something like that. And now they see Caprillion and they're probably just like, you know what, we'll just ride him. And then, you know, and luckily they, they still have Jeffries and then they can work on puck. And it's like, but now they're getting a little thin. Now they're getting a little thin at starter for sure. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, we can we let's let's talk about the the starting pitching because I think that the Lazardo element of this trade is probably the most intriguing one. Um, what do you? What was your takeaway for maybe there or the way that I the thing that I took away from it in some capacity was also that there might have been a slight shift in. I think Melissa Locker tweeted this, and I think I agree that there's sort of a, a slight shift in ideology in terms of what they value in pitching. And it also mm-hmm. has something to do with their budget because, like, everything is budget allowing. But the fact that they found Cole Irvin for cash, the fact that Caprillion is doing what he's doing when he's not yeah. – uh, doesn't have the full velocity that they want him to have given his ceiling, I think they're sort of looking at what they've built uh, with Bassett, Manaya, with Frankie. And they're saying mm-hmm. – uh, and, and Cole and saying, we can find what we need without having to um, – pay for or develop the elite sort of skills and tools that pitchers have. We can, we can sort of just like pluck in and piece together a rotation and, mm-hmm. and they have one of the best rotations in baseball and, and who knows That's, how that yeah. holds up in the postseason because things change and sometimes you want a guy that throws a hundred just to get someone out. But yeah. it, uh, I think it might indicate a slight ide- ideological shift in, in what they value. And, and I don't know if it's a shift, a, sh- a slight ideological lean in mm-hmm what they're valuing this year in terms of, of, of pitching. Yeah. I mean, Nick, uh, all of them are uh, like, n- nobody really, I mean, I, think, I guess the key is like, nobody really walks too many people. I don't think, you know, um, mm-hmm. and, and then, and Bassett and I are like strikeout machines now. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but, but I, I, I'm just amazed uh, that they've all pretty much stayed healthy the whole time. I mean, Caprillion's uh, injury is the first, I think, I think Frankie like Bassett and, yeah, Frankie Bassett, Irvin, and and uh, Manaya—they haven't really missed the start yet, you know. And that's what's crazy, um, especially I don't know. I, I just I was worried, you know, coming out of the short season that they would, you know, something would be messed up. But no, they they're all good. I mean, this is but now but now Caprillion is hurt in August, so who knows? Yeah. Maybe, yeah I mean, this is when it's going to be hard. It's these last two months, and then the postseason. Um, yep. But but yeah, I think. Uh, 
I don't. Yeah, I, whoever found Cole Irvin, props to that guy because that that was such a low profile move. And Irvin is, I I don't know. You just feel he just brings his confidence, like like kind of. I mean, it kind of reminds me of Mark Mulder, just like like a lot of ground balls and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I don't know, super reliable. Yeah. Yeah, they they've. I mean, very unexpected. He at the beginning of the year was saying, "I'm just here to uh, keep the seat warm for Mike Fires, um, who I do not." coming back this year yeah Um, I was gonna ask like I mean is he is there any chance he comes back or no they don't sound very optimistic I mean this is we're asking for updates and they're sort of saying you know nothing nothing new it's gonna be a while he's you know there there's no timetable for return and there never has been so I think that or after you know he he came in through a start um so I think that that's um pretty telling about what is in store for him. I think that the rotation, like the fact that Cole Irvin has basically solidified his role in, in the rotation is, is impressive. And it's, it's, he's irreplaceable. He's hasn't yeah. wavered at all. He's only gotten yeah. better. Um, and yeah, I mean, all, the, all four of those. Strength. Yeah. I mean, all four of those guys have made at least 21 starts. I just looked it up. That's crazy. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't, I don't know how many other rotations have that, but I, I w- I wouldn't think it's many, you know? Yeah. And, he, it's all because he's leaning into his strengths, which is just having pretty impeccable command. And that's uh, from a stuff yeah. perspective, the rotation is not like, you know, elite with the stuff. They yeah, have there's nothing stuff. crazy. Yeah. Nothing, no crazy yeah. stuff, but they all have good command, which I think is yeah. um, maybe an underrated uh, skill for all of them. Um, yeah, could, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, well, yeah, I was just going to say, I think Caprillion's like, I wouldn't be surprised if he's like in the running to be the ace next year. Like I just really like Caprillion and the way he he attacks hitters and like gets out of trouble. And if he's doing this as a rookie, I just think next year he's going to be even better. You know? Yeah, especially if he can get his velocity up back to where it was before his surgery, um, and that's a possibility. Because from what, what, what I understand, was it is it like ninety six or something like that? Yeah, like ninety. I think going? he could he could hit ninety seven apparently. So and I think that's what he wants, and he is very. Um, determined to get back to that place um, yeah. and from what I understand uh, after surgery it's it's the fact that he has the command he does at this point in his coming back is a little surprising and and if they I think that they think that once the velocity gets back to where it was before then he'll be sort of the higher ceiling starter that they traded for and uh, that would be exciting is, is if he could get back to that place. And he's a lot of room to grow. Um, and he's already shown a lot of, a lot of um, skill, just not ha- being fully who they think he could be. Yeah. And he can still, like, give you six, seven innings and get through yeah. it. You know, that's, that's why he just has that pitcher's myth that – I know it's cliche, but that bulldog mentality, honestly. Like, that's yeah, what he, he does. Has. He does. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they're all very bulldoggy. Um, what, what, um, what do you think is the most impactful, um, trade that they made? Or do you think that they're all kind of the same? Uh, I think the Nationals, the fact that they got two players in one deal Mm -hmm. and the dude, I I saw a highlight. I I couldn't see the game live today, but I saw Yarn Gomes Homer. He like crushed that ball. I'm like, dude, if he still has that power and he can hit 270, 280, like, yeah, and he can teach Sean Murphy a lot. I think that's a really key thing. To, like Murph can pick his brain these next two, three months or whatever, and I'm sure he's going to learn a lot from him. Um, I feel like they're they're honestly kind of the same guy, 
uh, I interviewed Jan Gomes once and he came off to me as like really like stoic and like kind of like, you know, very business is, uh, you know, business, business, business. And Murphy kind of comes off to me like that too, you know, yeah. he's like just burying his head in um, video and research and all that stuff. So um, yeah, I think, yeah, and Gomes, I mean, Gomes won a title. Um, first yeah. Brazilian to ever win a title. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> we'll get in 2019. So um, I don't know. I think you could be a really good tool for Murphy for sure. Yeah. Catchers. Now I'm, I'm trying to think of any non-stoic catcher that, is in existence <laughs> are there any uh, salvi perez salvador perez yeah, yeah, he's that's pretty, good. That's he's a good pretty one, yeah. happy and go yeah, lucky that's true uh yadi uh, molina is pretty even vote oh yeah steven votes steven votes a, a silly goose yeah yeah dude <laughs> kind i can of. never play catcher my no. knees I, I don't know how they do it it's like their knees must be destroyed that's probably why bochi can't walk right because he was yeah. a catcher right <laughs> when i saw bochi walk i was just like this really just paints a picture for me <laughs> about the toll of catching. Like, I, I don't think I could do it for a game. Now I'm just exposing my yeah, athleticism. Think about it. You have to squat and get up like, uh, like, like 200 times a game. I don't know. How did squat, that get, the squatting and getting up, the, the squatting like and catching a ball, the squatting and like you know, all the foul tips. At the same time, I mean, the foul tips, the like yeah, being in miserable. charge of a lot. Like it just looks like the most miserable. Like sometimes yeah. they get up and they're like, "Wow, what a miserable situation you put yourself yeah. in." Like that's just yeah, I know. that's just a bummer. I mean, like good for you, you you're having a good time, but well, that's why they're managers because they they stuck through it all. Yeah, and, yeah. You know? <laughs> Bob is a lot. Bochi's the only one that walks like, but he's just. I don't. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened with that. It's. It's. Um, yeah. It's like. It's very admirable to me what all athletes put their bodies through. Um, yeah. But catchers is just like. Dude. Is, yeah. Brutal. That blows my mind that you're doing that. <laughs> yeah. I mean the whole. I've also like floated this to myself, so I. This is. Just, <laughs> Hey, now I, you can tell somebody else. <laughs> now I can tell somebody else. I would really love to experience what it's like to see a hundred or just a fastball Dude, blow by I me. I don't know. Yeah. Like just something 90 miles an hour. Like I would love just, to just experience the, the experience. <laughs> just so to get that, that can, like you knew you were going to get hit. You'd be like, okay, yeah. I know for a hundred percent fact that we'll not get hit by this pitch. But throw a hundred mile an hour, like get chat, uh, roll this Chapman to like throw a hundred mile an hour heater at your head. Yeah. That could be like a thing. You could charge people. Maybe you're onto something there. Charge people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you're like, hey, step in the step in the batter's cage, get a hundred mile an hour fastball turn at your head. You I know? just I want to be able to empathize with them a little bit. Like it's sort of like a um, it's not me like ooh, do a trick. It's me just being like I want to ex- be in your shoes. Like just yeah. I want I, to empathize. Well, I remember with when you. I was like. Yeah, I remember when I was like 11 years old, the first time I saw a curveball, I thought the ball was going to kill me. And then they called it a strike. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I couldn't imagine what it would be like facing, you know, seeing a Chris Bassett curveball or slider. Yeah. And like trying to hit that. I, honestly, you know? I don't think I would even see it. I think that I would not. <laughs> yeah, see it. I don't think I would know eyes. where it is. I think I would be like, I would just <laughs> flinch and uh, be like, all right, all right, did not see it. If it hit me, I would probably die. Like, I think that I would. <laughs> if, if any. <laughs> I think I'm a that happened to a guy, I think, one time. Oh, my God. Look at the 1920s. R.I.P. that guy. R.I.P. Okay, that I'm sorry. guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's something, that I've, it's something that I've thought about. It's something that I've, I've just been like, oh, that would be interesting. 
but I don't want to be like, hey, do you want to throw a fish? Like, I could never do that. So um, <laughs> just a dream, I guess. Um, so <laughs> now let's, let's, let's consider what the A's did in the context of um, the rest of the league. And this is, mind you, me only half understanding what the hell just happened the other day yeah. in terms of trades. <laughs> like, I feel like I was in the moment understanding what was happening and comprehending, but I could not right now tell you every single trade that went down. I could tell you the important ones, and I'm sure that I'll watch a game in a few days and be like, who? He's there? Excuse? Yeah. Like, especially with the ALS, I don't really, yeah, I didn't really keep up, but I did remember seeing one funny quote from uh, the Mariners GM. He's like, oh, well, we tried. <laughs> it's like, what? What do you mean? Like, dude, you haven't been in the playoffs in 21 years. Your team's actually good. has a lot of momentum right now. And it's like, oh, oh, we tried. And then I heard that they were they just weren't willing to part with stuff. You know, it's like, dude. Yeah. Like, there's a, maybe there's a reason why, you know, they haven't been in the playoffs in 20 years. I don't the know. Maybe, just, maybe that's related. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe there's some connection there. I don't know. Their <laughs> trades just cracked me up because – it didn't make any sense. They're, Why did they trade away trade. Kendall Graveman? They were like, yeah. they traded away Kendall Graveman after this, like, very empowering um, win, comeback win against the Astros. They woke up the next day to Kendall Graveman traded to the team that they had just beaten. And they're like, <laughs> oh, that freaking sucks. What the <laughs> hell? just traded our closer. Yeah. Okay. Why? Why yeah. did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. then Jerry DePoto was like, it's okay, you guys. There's a plan. There's a plan. There's, this is just one, this is just the first domino in a long line of dominoes that will end to an, the ultimate um, trade. And they're like, okay. And then the ultimate trade was them getting Diego Castillo, I guess. Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't even know. And I'm like, did yeah. you get any better? <laughs> I know. Is the team better now? I is, just, yeah. I mean, that, I think that's, I think it sends a signal to whenever, whatever your front office does, like the A's clubhouse has to feel like, oh, shit, like, Let's go. Like, you know, in it to win it. You know, the, the front office believes in us. Um, and especially, I don't know, dude, you just look around the locker room, there's not really a hole. I mean, um, I mean, not, I mean, the bullpen maybe, you know, like the back, the back end of the bullpen. But, like, we look around the room at the position players. Like, dude, every single one of those dudes is, like, a legit MLB, you know, like, no offense to Jacob Wilson. or um, Honestly, I think Aaron Garcia was fine. Like, he's a typical backup catcher, but, dude, now you're on Gomes. I'm just like yeah. watching him today. I was just like, oh, now I see what it's like to yeah. have a fully functioning, like deep um, bench and lineup. And like, you can yeah, see I, it just, just yeah. the game today. It's just one game. But I was like, this is what it's supposed to look like. Like this. Yeah. This that, that's what right. I was. Yeah. I was able to watch the last few innings. And that's what I felt too. It's like, yeah, this team can manufacture runs and hit dingers. Like yeah. this team should be able to do it all. They should be able to. I mean, I know since the all-star break, the offense has been pretty doo-doo, but like, like, they should be able to put up – I mean, they – I don't know, man. They should be able to put up some runs. Yeah. For sure. I mean, there's something to the frustration around them only hitting solo home runs and not multi-run home runs. Uh, yeah. Because – and today they hit two multi-run home runs, and it was like, that's what it's yeah, supposed to feel like. Yeah, and it's just like, like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, oh, now – There's yeah, – yeah, Three nothing to five three. Like, right. they should – yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. you erase a three-run deficit with one swing or the – you know, you erase a three-run deficit because yeah. you capitalize on – the guys that get on base you hit another one because you have a catcher who rakes against left-handed pitching like it's it's it seemed very um like the acquisitions made the team a lot more complete uh yeah. which is what the goal was and it seemed it yeah. just I mean it's one game but I it, it felt like 
this is something that could um, sort of turn into a new iteration of the team. And they just, they looked a little stale. And it's not yeah. to say that the players that they are trying to upgrade are not producing. It's just, they, they lacked yeah. sort of like, if you, if you look at them statistically, they have a good offense before they made these trades, but there wasn't anything mm-hmm. that put them sort of in the realm of the teams that they need to beat when October comes. They don't have the depth that the Astros have yeah. or the White Sox have or yeah. uh, who else is good <laughs> or um, uh, yeah, Yankees like the, or Rays Yankees, or yeah. Boston yeah. or any of them or, or Toronto especially. So it's yeah. and all of those teams in the in the East are gunning for the wild card spot, and it's just like you can't sit idly by and sort of just let your good but not great offense, you know, figure it out. You have to do something. So it felt it does it does feel like they did something substantial, which um, yeah. it feels a little bit like dramatic. Like this is it, guys. It's also just they had to do something like this, and they didn't really give up too much. They gave up. They gave up you know other than yeah. lazardo some 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 pieces that you give up yeah and, and, and stuff like that. those guys are a crapshoot those guys are total yeah. crapshoot so it's right. like right i mean why not and they yeah they didn't i mean i was you know they kept nick allen too that was huge um yeah. so I, I think as long as they kept nick allen i, th- I saw he had a digger in the olympics yeah or something did. like that i think he, he did, did yeah yeah um so dude i mean yeah i don't know I think they're 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 set they set themselves up for now, and they didn't like really mortgage their future in the process. Like unless I mean yeah, like you said, unless Luzardo like goes out and was a Cy Young or whatever, that trade could look pretty bad. And like they have a first round exit or whatever, people are going to be like, oh my god. Yep. But and that could happen. I don't Let's know. not lie. Let's, but, that could happen. Yeah. And Greg Dyping could turn into the next Max Muncie, and then in years from now, yeah. Philippine will be like, that was David Force's idea to trade him. <laughs> <laughs> That's his. Well, joke. I, I was also wondering too if if this. I mean, obviously, I have no idea zero insight into the machinations of how the ace front office works but is this like is this how david force operates now like that he's like i don't know this seemed more like i don't know they got like i don't know it seems a little different like they didn't yeah i don't know it just seemed different i don't know if, if he has more control or what but yeah i think like i i don't know if this is a, a known thing or an unknown thing or if it's supposed to be known but like i think it's Billy will say openly that David is sort of taking the reins for them. Like he's more about the day to day and Billy he's is ar- show, always yeah. like Billy's around, like not as much as he used to be, but he's around and he's definitely yeah. an important person when it comes to ownership. But I think that David is, uh, you know, he's a GM. He's the dude. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. the one that's sort of pulling the trigger on things. He's the one that's, that's going through on ideas that he has. And um, I think that, a lot of people still think it's it's still Billy there because you know it's it's the, the, mm-hmm. he's he's the Moneyball guy he's he's Billy Bean, yeah. but David Force is the guy that's sort of uh, taking the reins. Yeah, yeah, because I don't know because when I think you know when Billy like like say twenty fourteen when they did the Lester test, but it's like like you know that that's like the massive they really tried they really went for it, but they also like they you know detonated the lineup to you know. And yeah. I don't know, Force, that maybe maybe that was Billy Bean just, you know, taking, like, I, honestly, you can't, I mean, hey, high risk, high reward. So I, I applaud that. But I don't know. This just seems like a low risk, high reward kind yeah. of situation. And, I mean, that's hard to do. And I feel like, yeah, maybe that's, I don't know, maybe Force is different. I don't know. Who knows? A little bit. I mean, like, it, if it didn't feel like this, the John Lester trade or Smarter trade or anything like that, it, it yeah. was a lot more. It was, more, like, solid. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was just like 
solid but yeah. like yeah good solid but yeah. like would be annoying for ace fans <laughs> if lazardo <laughs> turns into a cy young winner which is like i'm not gonna say that i'm not thinking about that because i think he could be and what do i know like i'm not some yeah pitching genius i don't know dude but... yeah I just feel like, yeah, he was doing the same thing over and over again. So maybe the A's were like, oh, shit, I don't know. <laughs> but, but it's just the, I mean, he's the, only had, like, 20 starts or whatever. Yeah, it just seemed like a know. very diagnosable-ish. Diagnosable? Yeah. D- yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that a word? It yeah. sounds like a word. It sounded yeah. weird. Issue, which is he needed to learn how to pitch. You, he knows how to throw. And I sound like Scott Everson. He says this all the time. He's like, you know, you got to be a pitcher. You can't just be a thrower. And I think Lizardo <laughs> yeah. was a thrower, and he needed to learn how to pitch. And when he came yeah. up through, little more, yeah, a little more Cole Irvin, less AJ Puck or something. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's and it's not a get. It's not a bad thing for Lizardo. It's it's he went yeah. through the minor leagues initially, sort of excelling at what he was doing when he got up to the big leagues. And you know, you can't just throw a, a fastball over the plate to a hitter because it's you know high velocity like you need to he he was sort of in a place where when hitters weren't biting at his slider and he felt like and he was afraid to throw his fastball and and because it would bite him that it was sort of like it would yeah. it would snowball into he was like yeah yeah just psyching himself out or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. And, and and his he needed to learn how to command his fastball better and it's sort of just like it turned into an issue where it's just like you need to learn how to sequence you need to learn how to sequence your pitches throw you need to learn how to be a pitcher yeah. and like i think that the a's were at a point where it's like we don't have time to teach you how to be a pitcher we need to yeah. right now we're gonna have to mm-hmm. give you up for my for starling Marte. we're gonna do it so it's like if some team if the marlins can teach him how to be a pitcher which maybe they will they have a very yeah. good pitching staff over there uh in miami um, then I think Ace fans will start to get upset. And I'm, I'm not going to say that that won't happen. Who knows if that happens or maybe it won't. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's something that, like, if yeah, we're looking yeah. after this, that could be the thing that's like, oh, 2021. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I think people, Ace fans are going to follow Lazardo for the rest of his career, I think, for sure. Yeah. You know, and, like, <laughs> just so. to see. But I, I'm happy for him, though, that he's going back to Miami. I mean, if you're going to get traded anywhere, might as well go back home, you know? So. Yeah, his family was very happy Could've, to have him home. Yeah, he's not like he got, you know. It's not like you went to someplace that is not Miami. Yeah, I know. I don't want to talk smack about some city I've never been to, so who does? Um, I'm sure Cincinnati and Cleveland are nice. Yeah. Yes, (laughs) totally. I'm sure he would love to go there. Uh, Okay, so how do you think that the the, the A's trades compare to the ones that their competition made? Like, particularly the Yankees and and we talked about the Mariners and and the Astros and, and Tampa and Toronto, I guess, is also in there. Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you think know. about how it compares? I mean, I, um, I have to, I, I have to, to go back and look to see what, like, like you knew, like you said, what everybody else did. But uh, to round up, I don't know. Like yeah. Yankees got Rizzo and Joey Gallo. Um, mm-hmm. The Astros. I mean, yeah, that, see, that, yeah, like you said, like that's a crazy lineup. Like, like they like on a night-to-night basis, like Joey Gallo and. Anthony Rizzo could do what Matt Olson does. They just added yeah. like two Matt Olsons to their to their two life, left you know? like, two left-handed power hitters at Yankee uh, Stadium is who can probably gonna go do yard some stuff. who are who are liable to go yard anytime. So, I mean, I, I think <laughs> like going back to that force quote, like I think for whatever budget restrictions they had, even though they were able to add payroll, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, I think they they did good. But I, I would have to go back and see what everybody else did. But 
I mean, I just know it seems like in the ALS, not like the Astros made some crazy move or anything yeah, yeah. like that, right? Like, I mean, um, yeah, but um, yeah, the, the White Sox, um, who do they get? The White Sox did, <laughs> they, first of all, they're just, they're cruising in the central and they got Kimbrel. Um, oh, that's right. So they're going to have like two elite closers or whatever. Him and, uh, yes, him and Liam. Him and, Liam. and um, Cesar Hernandez because Nick Madrigal's injured. So they got a second baseman and they traded away Nick Madrigal um, mm-hmm. and someone else that I'm forgetting. <laughs> yeah. I can't keep track no, of everybody. I don't know. I'm honestly, yeah, I don't know. I, but, but I just think within their, within whatever the A's constraints were, and especially within the AL West, like they, they probably had the best trade deadline of any team in the AL West. So yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see how, we'll see how it, uh, what it does for them. And, and the season is winding down and they're in a playoff spot right now. So we'll see if they can keep it and get better. Yeah. I think they're, yeah, I, I think, I think they have a legit shot of winning the division for sure. What are they, how many games back are they? They're four and a half games get back now. And, and the Astros yeah, I mean, are playing the Dodgers next. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, especially if the, the A's offense gets back to figuring it out. I think I saw some stat. The A's were 11 and 13 or something. I don't know. They were like around 500 like in the past month, but the staff ERA is like 2.98. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. They, they got to start scoring some runs, you know. They've been playing too many like three, two games for, you know, one nothing games or whatever. Like they yeah. need to start putting up these five and sixes. Like they're totally capable of doing that, you know. Yeah, if they have more games like they did Sunday, then uh, I think they're in good shape. Think okay. Yeah, that's what they need. Yeah. Well, um, that's uh, that's all I got for you. That's that's nice. about sums up the trade deadline. Oh yeah. We're... I think uh, yeah, I think they're in a good spot. I I just think they're really a much better team than they were last week, and they didn't like you know destroy their farm system. You know, Caprillion got hurt. Jeffries is in there, so yeah. I I think if you're an A's fan, like yeah, another bullpen arm if you want to you know have a complaint but uh sure you know it's the time for the dudes right. they have to just step it up yeah so yeah i think that like it'd be nice if trevor rosenthal was um in the picture i think that that would yeah. have changed I mean, everything yeah. but we can't we can't be what it yeah. should have could have would have yeah. what if what if whatever yeah um yeah. <laughs> but it would have been cool um yeah. but you know trevino is been even though he's had some stressful innings he's been a good closer and i think that chafin is someone that kind of rounds out the setup situation nicely because he's very uh yeah. apparently if Kimbrell wasn't in Chicago he would have been their closer so I think that that's interesting yeah uh, and he's just yeah I just think he's hilarious and I think he's that, hilarious that's important too I think it's that important is also that very he looks important. like he was <laughs> born to be an A's pitcher like yeah like, I think I do in. think that that's important. I think that it is yeah. important that he literally looks like he was meant to play for this team. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh okay, this green and yellow. Yeah, yeah, this guy fits right in. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for joining me, Alex. Thank you, Shane. I really appreciate it. From Tahoe, where you're uh, doing some fun stuff, which I'm jealous of. Absolutely. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you to Alex Espinoza for joining the show. You can follow my A's coverage all season long at the San Jose Mercury News and on Twitter at Shane Rubin. Till next time.